Welcome to Tangible Changemakers Podcast with your host, Lois Duncan and Will Bombardier, with a little talk and a lot of action. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Changemakers Podcast. Today we have with us a very special guest. Uh, a cosmic channel, uh, Brie Choate, and uh, we are going to be talking about tools for tangible change makers and creating tangible change. And um, so I'm going to kind of set this up a little bit for us. I think that we talk about this a lot. One of the most important things that you can do for yourself is to truly discover who you are. As Socrates says, know thyself. And in order to know who you are and discover who you are, there's a plethora of tools out there available for you to deep dive into who you are. And some of them can be very complicated. There are lots of systems. Um, Our platform, Rocky Tribe Collective, is dedicated to providing a place for people to come and share their tools and share their wisdom and share their knowledge. So our wisdom keepers that have access to all of these tools can make them available for our wisdom seekers that are looking for all the tools and all of these Um, ways that they can really dive into knowing thyself so that they can become the highest. Because I think the ultimate goal, which you're going to hear us say often on here, is the greatest gift you can give to the world is a healed and whole you. Mm -hmm. And in order to be healed and whole, you have to understand your triggers and your traumas and all the things that go along with being human. And, you know, we came here to have this embodied human experience. and, And part of that is understanding all the nuances of being human and we're all multi-dimensional beings playing a lot of different roles um you know from being a child to a mother to a wife to a best friend to a business owner an entrepreneur you know or whatever it is we play many many different roles and each roles each of these roles they require us to show up in different ways and in order to be able to show up as our highest and best version it's really important to know ourselves. So we're going to talk about some of the tools that we use and that we've found very effective in our own lives to really help us discover who we are so that we can operate um, as the highest version of ourselves in the world and to really build relationships and build community. Our goal is to share as many of these tools as possible. And we're going to be um, overcoming episodes and throughout our platform, we're going to be really deep diving into a lot of these different tools and getting to understand them uh, so that people can find what's right for you. Because just like there's, there's 8 billion people on the planet now, there are 8 billion different paths to healing and there are lots of tools. Some tools will be effective for some people and some will not. And so you have to find what works for you according to your learning style, to your capacity, to your, your, your foundations and your information. And so there's a lot to it. Um, so I'm going to just share some of the tools that I absolutely love that I've found for me personally to be the most effective is gene keys. Obviously we're going to talk a lot about gene keys today. Um, And one of the things that Richard Rudd says about Gene Keys that I absolutely love, and when I first started diving into Gene Keys, I I thought about this a lot. And he said, my teaching is a raft whereupon men may reach the far shore. The sad fact is that so many people mistake the raft 
for the shore. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an interesting thing to, to understand that all of these things are just tools. Mm-hmm. They don't actually do the work for you. You still have to do the work. You have to investigate and spend the time. Even like with Jinkies, it's it's a very uh, comprehensive uh, deep teaching and you have to really spend time and it requires, uh, gene keys is all about the path of contemplation and, um, and the gene keys method is basically contemplation, gentleness, inquiry, and patience. And you have to practice all of those things. And so it's a process. And Richard Rudd says it takes about seven years to really get the crux of the teaching. And that's deep dive studying in gene keys. So a lot of these take time and they take an investment of energy. Um, human design, which is what Gene Keys kind of came out of, is also another really amazing tool. I particularly love it for parenting. <laughs> understanding uh, like family relationships and things like that. There's a lot of different tools. Astrology is another thing that I really love. The first thing I do when I meet people is I ask them, you know, what's your sign? What's your zodiac sign? Cause as soon as I know that I can just, I know a lot of information about them and I know how to engage with them. And I have an understanding of, you know, how, how to really, um, you know, connect to them, but just because there's a lot of truth to astrology. Mm. Um, but once again, it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I want to dive into to a lot of that. I'm going to ask Will and Bree, you know, what are their favorite tools and what uh, what they use? And we'll dive into some of these different tools and talk about them. And, you know, and, and I want to make it really important. And this is a fact that I want to stress. We will probably say this a couple of times, but it's important to use the, these um, methodologies and these modalities as tools. Uh, just like Richard Rudd says, it's not going to get you to that you have. It's just a tool to get you there. And once you get, this is one of the things I love about Jinkies is once you get the teaching and you embody it and you're living it and the teaching falls away, you no longer need the teaching mm-hmm. because you've embodied the virtues and the principles, the cities, and you're living at this higher version of yourself. And so then you no longer need the tools because you're just living them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you move through that process, you know, it's, you can kind of pick and choose what really serves the person you want to become. Um, so, uh, but, but it's important not to use these tools as weapons. And sometimes um, we can do that as well. We can, we use them to uh, particularly things that give you a blueprint or say, this is how you are. One of the things I really struggled with, and I'll be very honest with, with was human design is it's very, it felt dogmatic and fixed to me. And so I really, I started studying human design for many years before I ever discovered Gene Keys. And the thing that I loved about Gene Keys is there's no dogma. Like it's just, um, it's all fluid and there's no right or wrong way. And that felt much more true to me for people to find their own path and what resonated to them as their own truth. And um, I don't like it when somebody says, this is how you are. And there's just, this is just, it. You're, you're just this way. Um, because I believe that we have free will, we have choice, and we have the ability to, if we become aware of a proclivity or a tendency towards something, we always have the power to change it. We always have the power to look at it and to transmute it into something that encourages us to be our best self. I used to have a friend and she's a triple Scorpio. 
And sometimes she would just be the ultimate bitch, like really just uh, mean and nasty. And she's always say, I can't help it. I'm a Scorpio. And she blamed all of her bad behavior. And she excused her bad behavior because she was a Scorpio. And that's using a tool as a weapon. So we're not recommending that or using a tool to hold yourself back. Or we want to pick tools that amplify us and elevate us and lift us up. So with that being said, let's dive into the topic. So who wants to start? Who wants to, Bree, do you want to share some tools that you use and that you like? Yeah, definitely. And that you found effective, maybe? I love what you said about the raft, the quote from Richard Rudd. It reminds me of a Buddhist text that I read, and the loose translation is, the finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. So the tool pointing to what is illuminating for you, what is illuminating on your path is not necessarily the spiritual path itself, right? And sometimes we need things to illuminate the path for us so we can know where we need to head, what's best for us. All of these things, I, I view them as you know these different tools. They show you the blueprint. And as you said, we have free will, how we interact within that blueprint. It's kind of like, you know, I used to say to my friends, like I was an NPC until 20 because I lived with my parents. And when I moved out at 20, then I finally got to move outside of my blueprint that was set for me and see like, okay, well now how do I want to move in this world? And one of those tools for me was definitely Gene Keys as it was for you. Um, that was actually my first more than astrology or human design. And what it did for me is just illuminate, okay, this is my background and where I come from. These are you know, my wounds, my trauma, the things that I personally struggle with, the things that um, I'm naturally inclined towards. And now how do I use this in a way that, that for one, makes me, helps me move towards a life that I feel I belong in, that I'm not just in a blueprint that doesn't really serve me anymore, but I move outside of the blueprint that I've been given and into the blueprint that really belongs to me. So it helped me move more into my purpose, my service, and ultimately that's how I met you. So uh, it's been very fulfilling in that process. And that helped me realize these tools are important for people because a lot of times we don't look at what we've been given as a blueprint by our family and our society. And we can be stuck in a lifestyle or on a path that's not truly serving us thinking that it is until we look at something else and go, oh yeah, actually, you know, for me personally, it was spirituality is really important to me. And I see that reflected in my blueprint, in my chart, in my human design, in my gene keys. And it helps me realize how I can move into that more in a way that's very fulfilling. So I don't know, Will, have you had that's a similar experience? That's beautiful. Um, so in my experience, uh, I, I never was really into astrology. I mean, I always, I, I'd read the horoscopes and things like that, little tidbits here. And I never really, I understood the, the concept behind it, but never really dove into it. It just felt a little too general. And it always felt like, you know, that could apply to everybody depending on the time of the day or whatever. So that was kind of how I looked at it in the past. And then Lois came along. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, when you introduced me to Gene Keys, uh, I was shocked because I do know myself. Like I, I don't have really an issue with knowing who I am. I've done a lot of self-work and a lot of introspection. I'm very introverted. So I spent a lot of time with myself and trying to really understand who I am. And when Gene Keys, when you came along and you introduced Gene Keys to me, it was so accurate that it was almost a little unnerving. Like it was, how can you possibly know this much about me just from my birth date and my birthplace? Like that's, it just seemed like, um, 
so fantastical. I felt like I was in some kind of movie or something. Like you were telling me these things about me and you were, everything is just spot on over and over. And so since you show me that I've, you know, and I keep surprising you once in a while and be like, well, that's Gene Key this, or, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're learning, you know, I'm <laughs> you're learning. learning. You're paying attention. I, I am paying attention. <laughs> I am learning and I'm paying attention. I'm listening. And, um, I haven't done the deep dive you have by any stretch. I wouldn't even pretend to say that I do, but but it seems it's served. But you. it's definitely served me into to validating my internal knowing mm. to say, "Wow, that is in complete alignment with who I am." And then on top of that, I'm watching you do gene key readings for other people, and and human design as well, and 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 seeing that this is an exact alignment with who they are, mm. pretty much every single time, mm-hmm. and. It's pretty hard to deny after a while that there's something, it's not just some idea. It's there's some real concrete evidence being displayed in the data for me. And I'm data driven. So, so that really confirms a lot and it allows me to trust it more and then move into it more Mm. because it helps me validate who I am. Not that I need it, but it certainly is a nice tool for that purpose. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess that would be my take on it right now and where I'm at with it. Uh, I, I, my analogy for, you know, the, the raft thing is good. Um, I use the analogy of building a house in the same way when I talk to think about tools, because when you build a house, you need more than just a hammer. You need a lot of different tools. Um, and you need different tools for different portions of your creation. So as you're creating it, you may be using a hammer one day, but the next day you're not using a saw. And the next day you're using um, a nail gun or next day you're using uh, a, a broom. Or There's all these different tools that you're going to use as you're building yourself out. And when, when you're done, I wouldn't say that you necessarily throw them away. I put, I put them away neatly in the garage. And then when I need that tool, I can reach in there and go, oh, I know that. I know where to look for information on that. I can pull out this tool and then I can dig into that a little bit and get right to it. And I, I think some of these tools are really, really valuable in that case. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's what, that would be my take on I it. I love how mindful you are of the fact that the tool is not the house. Right. And you're not obsessive over the tools. And I think that's a problem with human design. As you were saying, Lois, is a lot of people get obsessive with the tool. And now that's the only way that they view the world, the only way that they view people. They start to not see people or themselves for who they really are. And they start to only see the blueprint. They start to only see the type or the gene key or the this or the that. And that can be very harmful because now you're in a box. Right. right. And we're not meant to be in a box. We're meant to be the living expression of these different codes and keys and things that have been noticed as a pattern. Think of astrology and how long this data has been collected. And that's why we have these different archetypes and things. They're just archetypes, though. You can you can live many stories in one lifetime. You can be many archetypes in one being. And I think it's very powerful to notice the archetype, acknowledge it, use it for what it is, but step outside of it sometimes and also say, I am beyond this. Well, exactly. And that's the, all of these, a lot of these tools are based in archetypes. It's based in Jungian psychology and, and, and based on the different archetypes and the archetypes are just a representation. I figured out like a couple of years ago, I think I was uh, in, I, I was um, noticing that there are templates of people 
Mm-hmm. Like there are people, like there are certain people and like they fit in certain templates. Like you meet this person and oh my gosh, you remind me of this person and they're very similar. Mm-hmm. And there, I feel like there are all these different templates and it's like the different archetypes. And we all, um, I loved uh, one of my um, favorite books ever is, Carol, is Caroline May's Sacred Contracts. Mm-hmm. And she talks about all the archetypes and you can kind of go in and figure out. And I spent a lot of time, that was one of the first tools that I used. Um, the Four Agreements was also another tool that I've used to really um, heal my life um, and learning the archetypes in, by Caroline Mace and just really diving into all of those and understanding those. When I came to Gene Keys, I already understood what our archetypes were and each of the Gene Keys is an archetype. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Gene Keys is that each archetype has a higher expression, mm-hmm. a middle expression and a low expression. So you can be in that archetype and be embodied the lower expression of that. Um, I think the same thing is true for astrology. Astrology, there's a higher expression. Yes. There's a healed and whole Pisces and there's a really not healed Pisces or Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I know a few very healed Scorpios and they're deeply spiritual and very powerful and, and really amazing people. And I know some really unhealed ones mm-hmm. that are, you know, they sting themselves and others all the time. Well, isn't yeah. that true across all archetypes then? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a healed and whole by any <clears throat> archetype is going to be a really powerful expression of that archetype. Mm-hmm. But then the, the reciprocal of that can be really destructive exactly uh and but some are a little more obvious than others i mean since i met you and i i never i just never really got it like it didn't and see people say what your sign is it just <laughs> okay so you were born between these days whatever what is so and that's related to this energy okay so well, what does that actually look like? Mm-hmm. And you started pointing it out to me. You started saying, well, that person's a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm starting to learn what a Sagittarius is like. <laughs> like they're easy to pick out now. Yeah. Like, I know immediately. I can recognize a Sag almost instantly. Yes, they're easy so. to find. Aquarius are easy to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're easy to pick out. Uh, Aries are usually pretty easy to pick up. I, I mean, they stand out pretty well. Um Cancers. I mean, there's a bunch of them that are Leos are really obvious mm-hmm. sometimes. And some of them have a little overlap, mm-hmm. you know, and Aquarius and a Leo can kind of, they can have some overlaps there and stuff like that. But, um, and then the other side, energy. yeah. And then the other side of it is there's, there's layers to that. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different houses and all these different aspects of astrology that I didn't, I'm like, how does somebody figure this out? Like, where did this knowledge come from? Mm-hmm. Right? Like this is, this is another question that's deep. It's a very deep thing. Like how do they know? so deep where these archetypes and all these different layers come from and I, that's one question i still don't feel like i have ever got a satisfactory answer from well, I because i know that, that we, i know that the data works and i understand that the the i understand the theory but what i don't understand is how did we get there because mm-hmm. it seems fantastical that somebody just and that maybe somebody just channeled it in and that's fine um but but it feels like it's a little more concrete than well i can kind of get so when i for a while i was doing uh workshops with dr scott keller who is an amazing astrologist and ayurvedic uh, doctor and he's uh and he explained it to me in a way that i finally got it and that's when i really started to deeply understand astrology and astrology has been used since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. since the beginning of man. They've used the stars to guide their path to the growing cycles, the just the, our, our body cycles. I mean, if you think about it, the, the moon, the tides of the moon is what makes the tides go in and out. I mean, the, the, the pool, yeah, the equinoxes, the solstices change the seasons. And, and astrology is what basically rules our planet. And he said that basically our body is 74% water 
And water, if you think about it, is um, the tides are pulled back and in and out and ebb and flowing by the moon. And if our body is water, they also have an an impact on our bodies as well and our emotions. And the moon represents our emotions, so the moon impacts how we. So your moon signs. My moon is in Leo, and your moon is in Pisces, which means you desire Pisces, which is (laughs) me. Um, That makes sense. But yeah, so so we have so so our bodies are so all of these. It does make so, sense. Right? You're so cute. You're just so adorable. Uh, well, our bodies are made up of water, and our Earth is is made up of water, and all of these different celestial, the planets and the celestial uh, objects out the, in the sky that affect our astrology, they all carry energetic frequencies and sequences, and they have different uh, effects on the gravitational pull of the Earth, and and they're you know like your Earth, the Earth sign, so your your um, ascendant or your Earth sign is the Earth as it rises at the as the sun begins to peak over the earth on the day of your birth so when you're born it's it's uh the rising whatever the moon sign is in and these create imprints okay and so on the at the exact time of your birth and that's why most of these systems uh are most accurate if you have your exact birth time birth date look and location and it's important to have the that information so that they can know where you are on the planet because if you know it, it that matters the longitude and the latitude mm-hmm. latitude and all that stuff matters um how it impacts you at that exact moment and so these teachings basically teach that at that moment of your birth when you come out the doctor smacks you on your the doctor smacks you at the bottom and says, uh, okay, and you, you start crying. You're imprinted with, um, you are imprinted with the proclivities and tendencies and your blueprint for this incarnation. And um, and you get that, and that comes with most of these systems. And it's, it's in place, and it's imprinted in you, and those just set the tendencies and the proclivities and, and the potentialities. It doesn't mean that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Your life experiences, there's lots of other things that come into play. Your life experiences, your family, your culture, your society that you're born into, the way that you're domesticated, or conditioned or or programmed, you know, all these different, they use different terms for these different things in the different modalities. Um, but it, those those are all imprinted in you in that moment. And it's it's a possibility for yeah, you and I, an outcome. I always think of like the analogy of a, um, you know, like somebody's born and they end up being a tall person. They, they're more likely to become a basketball player or do something along mm-hmm. the lines of what their proclivities are, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they have to, mm-hmm. right? It's not a, you're not forced down that path. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have a more, um, you're more likely to slide into that space, right? Yeah, you're more likely to be successful. You're more likely to be successful in that in that space. Exactly. Because I'm yeah. four foot eleven, I probably wouldn't make a very good basketball player. How tall are you, Bree? I'm five eight. You're five eight. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. well, it also reminds me of as within, so without, right? A lot of these old astronomers and astrologers, they were also people who wrote these texts that we now use um, to use these different systems, and they also one of their main sayings is as within, so without, as within, look at our neural pathways, right? The blueprint of what neural pathways you start with determines the possibility, the range, the scale in which your new neural pathways are built, the the new memories that you can build, the new possibilities of where your life leads. So it's kind of like with the blueprint, um, whatever yours is, there's a certain range of possibilities within that, your height, your eye color, your this, your that, all of that is going to contextualize where you can go. Exactly. 
Yeah, well said. Well, wow. thank you. Yeah, so it's tendencies <laughs> and proclivities. I mean, and that's so whatever your DNA is, you have the opportunity to express that. So the Gene Keys is based on the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching and the 64 codons of your DNA. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it, your DNA. And they talk a lot about epigenetics and in, in Gene Keys. Um, just because you're in the, in the past, we used to believe that we were, our lives were dictated by our genes mm. and that we were just basically victims of our genes. So if you have, your family has a proclivity towards cancer, then you've got, then you're going to get cancer. Some you're people gonna, still believe that. They still well, operate in that space. A lot of people believe that. Yeah. Well, because they still teach that in a mm. lot of the schools, even yeah. though epigenetics has proven, and there's a lot of scientific evidence right. that proves that the environment is, you know, you have the, the genetic expression that is the potentiality to be expressed, but it's affected by the environment. Exactly. And, that when Bruce Lipton was doing all these studies, when he first came up with, you know, epigenetics, he took um, cells and he was able to add different environments with cells and the same cells and generate, generate different outcomes for each of those cells and found out that it's the expression. So just because you have the, the BRCA or whatever it is, that gene key for breast cancer doesn't mean you're going to get breast cancer. It means you have a potential to express that. But if you take all of the, the steps to ensure, like really ensure your health and your, then you can prevent that. Like you don't have, to become the expression of your genes. Uh, Something has to be uh, activated to express it. I love that you say that because a lot of people know about post-dramatic stress, but they don't know about the flip side of the coin, which is post-dramatic growth. So that's where the free will portion of all these things come in with our blueprint is how you react in that scenario. Just like how a typical archetype of a hero is they go into the void, right? Well, a hero that goes into the void and chooses not to go on the journey is no longer a hero. They're on a different path. So there's that post-traumatic growth of how you react within the scenario. The archetype could either turn into the hero or he's got a beer belly on the couch and all he does is drink beers all day. He didn't turn, hey now, he didn't, hey now. He didn't, turn, <laughs> he didn't turn into the hero, right? Because right, right. how he reacted either takes the stress and lets that determine his journey or he takes the growth and he lets that determine his journey. Well, that's really interesting you bring that up because I went through that yesterday. Mm. That exact, mm-hmm. I was feeling like torn between two paths Mm. and feeling really pulled to just want to pull away Mm. and not follow the path I'm on. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, very difficult day, (laughs) just to be honest. Um, But today's a much better day. That's a beautiful reflection because now we can honor that you went through that fork in the road and Mm -hmm. you chose a path that's not only more beneficial for you, but everyone that you affect. And maybe these tools are really great opportunities for us not to put people in a box, but to realize these are the struggles that people have gone through and honor the path that they've chosen. When we see that, yes, you have had, you know, these certain things happen because that's your archetype or this is your gene keys or this is your human design profile. But now we can honor you because we see where you are now. Exactly. I think one of the things, so one of the tools that was really effective in my life, I have a lot of tools that I've used uh, throughout the years, uh, was gratitude training. And Mm -hmm. one of the big takeaways for gratitude training for me was um, for most of my life, I lived from a space, I lived my life from a space of victim. I thought life was happening to me. I thought I was uh, at the mercy of the victim of my DNA and my genetics. So I had all these illnesses and all these things that were affecting me. And I lived completely from a space of victim. And what I learned is life is happening for you. All of these things that are happening in your life are opportunities to choose. You can let life make you bitter 
or you can let life make you better. You can choose the hero's journey or you can choose, you know, to uh, fall into despair. Mm. And, and that's your choice. You have a choice. So every moment in your life is a choice point. And you have the choice to follow the path of growth and evolution or to dig yourself deeper into victim and into, you know, debauchery or whatever it is you're doing. And, and you're always at choice. And the thing about the beautiful thing about life is you have always the opportunity to change your mind. So no matter how far down the path of darkness you go, there is always the opportunity to turn it around and move back toward the light, to to move back toward wholeness, to move back toward healing. And sometimes life requires us to go deep into the depths of darkness because in, in Jinkies teaches that the shadow <laughs> In the shadow remain, is the gift. Every shadow contains a gift. Mm. Um, that's where we find the challenges in life. Life typically doesn't, um, it, 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 uh, it, it get, we grow in the times of struggle. We grow in those moments. Um, and so they're necessary. It's kind of, we talked last time about the nature of duality. And we need the darkness and the contrast just as much as we need the light. We need all of it to become a fully well-rounded human. Mm. And, you know, one of the things that I love about and how I basically view uh, human design, and this is something that I took away from human design, is that we're basically you're having this experiment. We're experimenting with being human. And if, if more people looked at life as an experience, sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we make mistakes. I mean, it's, it's really super common to sometimes we have really dark days where we're spiraling down and out and we feel like there's no hope and we and we can't and 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 then some days everything's amazing and great. And we have, you know, and it's beautiful. And we have, um, we learn from all of those opportunities. We learn from all of those, uh, from each side of the coin Like you have to experience. Will talks a lot about this experience in both sides of the coin. You have to have them both. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really necessary, but if we can learn to take the darkness and take the struggles and take the challenges and take those shadows and transmute them into light and transmute them into love, then you can take, Take that the lesson or the blessing or whatever that you got from that experience, leave all the drama and trauma in the past and step forward into a new version of yourself. And every day you wake up is a new moment to become a new you. Every day that you wake up is a new moment to make a different choice. And it doesn't matter how many bad choices you've made in your life. If you can look back at those choices and you say, okay, now I'm going to choose differently. Then today I wake up, I can make a different choice. We're never stuck in the choices that we've made. We don't, we are not the choices. It's interesting because this morning I had this little uh, meme show up in my, um, in my time hop. Let me see if I can find it real quick and I'll read it to you. Cause it was really powerful, but it's, it's actually perfect for this, this moment. It just stuck out to me, but we, we are not our choices. We are not the things that happen to us. We are not, you know, what we've been through and who, who we've become. Let me, let me comment on while you're looking that up. So one of the things that, that I think to add to that idea of choice and the idea of being able to overcome those things, this is just a, something that I found is surround yourself with good people mm. because this week was a real, I had a couple of really bad days, mm-hmm. like really bad. Just as you said, felt myself falling into despair mm-hmm. and wanting to just run away and do the... <laughs> you know just get out of of where i was so badly that i because i wanted the pain to go on that struggle to go away and i had people hold me up and hold me high 
And that pulled me out of that. And if you don't have people to support you in that space, that can be a tough place to come back from. Mm-hmm. It really can. So make sure you have at least one good friend, a real friend that you can call when you do hit that space. At least one. Somebody that's and if you don't have one, try to have, try to have several because you want to have somebody available when you do hit those spaces. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate. I had a handful of people all support me in a mm-hmm. really, really profound way from um, various ways. It was really kind of a profound day. And like you said, I grew a lot in that short time from that space uh, or from that experience, I should say. Mm-hmm. So did you find it yet? I did. And, yeah, and a point to make is that we're all human and we all have days where we're really on point and everything's great and we're really in our struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's, it doesn't matter how enlightened you are or how awake or aware we go through moments we it moves in a cycle and it moves around and it comes back and things keep coming back around just to test and say did you really learn that lesson that contemplation exactly (laughs) that path that we have that keep come around so this is this is the the meme that i was talking about it says repeat after me i'm not my childhood trauma I am not my high school trauma. I am not my parents. I am not my siblings. I am not the people I've slept with. I'm not my ex relationships. I'm not my old friendships. I'm not my failures. I'm not the poor choices I've made. I am not the victim. My past does not define me. I have the power to learn, grow, and heal from anything in my life. I get to define who I am. I get to decide who I am. I get to write my own story. Mm. now that okay so that that's really good but in my personal experience this week i have that knowledge i know those things so the knowing and the feeling were not in alignment Mm. like my physical feeling was my embodiment was despair was just feeling completely out of sync with everything Mm. and even though i know all these tools and i have this level of awareness i could not pull myself out of it for whatever reason, I could not pull it back up. And several people were able to help guide me through that process, pull me back out. And the biggest part of it was just being seen Mm -hmm. and accepted just in that space. And that was a huge part of it is just saying, I acknowledge you, acknowledge your pain or acknowledge your struggle. And that's enough. And I'm here. You don't need to do anything. You're fine. Just where you are right now. We're here. And that was really powerful for me. Mm And two of those people are sitting with me right now. So, <laughs> so I thank you both for that. Yeah. Um, but it's, today is like a completely different day. I feel like I'm a completely different person today. Mm. Um, and and I think that's shifted. something that, just to point out, is right now the light workers. There's a lot of people out here that are light workers that are here to do big things. And I truly believe I'm here on this planet at this time, particularly because we are in a time of great change. We are in the great change and we're in a time of, of great chaos. And I came here to be part of the change, to mm-hmm. to break down the old paradigms, to re, you know, to, to create new stories that, that serve and, and to create a new earth that serves humanity in a way mm-hmm. the old paradigm are falling away and we're creating something new. And I think that a lot of light workers, I know a lot of 
really bright, shiny people that have been really challenged this week, that have been really deep in struggle. And I feel like they're they're being challenged to say, hey, are you really committed to this path? And it's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a path. It's going to be challenging. And there are going to be days where you can't see the way through, but you have to be committed to where you're going. Mm-hmm. You have to be committed to the outcome. And no matter what, mm-hmm. you have to be committed. You have to deep in, dig deep into those reservoirs. And that's why it's so incredibly important to surround yourself with people that elevate you and amplify you and lift you up. And one of the things that I told you yesterday is that my role as your partner I know who you are. I see the incredible potential and possibility and the amazingness of who you are. And it's my job to remind you of that when you've forgotten. Mm. And I hope that if I ever fall into despair, if I ever have those struggles, that you guys would do the same thing for me. Mm. That's what I, that, that is my desire. And I want to be that person for the people around me. And so it's important. And that's why I'm really excited about Meraki, like mm. what we're creating in our community. Um, and you guys are all invited to join us. If you're looking for people to support you and people to lift you up and people to motivate you, we're trying to coalesce a group of people that are like-minded, that are committed to the same thing to have support, to have accountability partners, to have people that we can actually um, turn to when we're in need Mm. to remind us when we've forgotten. Yes. A really beautiful thing I want to bring up for you, Will, and say thank you is you were a really beautiful lesson for me this week because I realized the tools that we use to see this spectrum, right, of high to light, the bitch Scorpio and the savior Scorpio, you were just in the lower frequency of of your blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. But we were able to see it from a different perspective. And that's why we were able to use our light to lift you up right. because we saw you from a different perspective. And that's why it is so important to join in community, co-create, collaborate, and create this beautiful space where we do have a structure that when we're in these dark moments that we're not lost. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's really important. And this has been a, this has been a, um, it's been a really interesting few weeks. We're, we're um, traveling. And so we're not in our own space right now. And we're not, and there's a lot of energies around and just a lot of things happening in the world. And I know that um, one of the things, there's a lot of, there's a lot of darkness and chaos in the world right now. And if you don't have tools like this, that have you looking at a higher timeline and then a higher possibility and that there is the potentiality to have, you know, a world, then it's really easy right now to fall into despair, mm. to see the world and see everything crumbling around us and feel hopeless. Mm. And, and that's, that's a big part of what I feel really called to do. I'm the perpetual Pollyanna. I mean, I am always, <laughs> oh, yes, you are. I can find the silver lining in just about anything um, because I feel like that's my role. Mm. It, and it is, I'm a line six in my um, core wound and that's to hold the role for the vision of humanity um, that we can can get to this uh, higher version of humanity, the homo sanctus, as Jane Keys calls it. And, and I really truly believe that we can get there. And so I get to be positive and to, to continue to hold that vision because that's what I'm here to do. And, and there's so many people out there that are so deep in struggle right now and they're seeing just the chaos and they don't know what to do. And maybe like, will. They need to be validated in that, but also with your help and others shown the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, and I know it's, I, I think it's, Will, you're one of the, I, I obviously am in love with you, so I'm a little <laughs> biased, um, but uh, 
I mean, you're an amazing example. Uh, to me, you're the, an amazing example of divine masculine and holding that. And I feel like that's a big part of your role is to be that warrior in the garden uh, instead of a gardener in the war. Um, and and I, I feel like that's your role. And that's there's a lot of pressure right now because there's a lot of examples of what's not divine masculine out there. And and there's pressure behind that sometimes to, to be able to, to live into that when we're all so human. You know, we have these, um, we have these, you know, according to your jinkies, you're here to anchor in the angelic frequencies and bring those, the involution to bring those frequencies down to earth. I'm the evolution. I'm the 55th jinkie. I'm here to, to bring humanity up and raise them up. And so it takes the involution and the evolution. It takes the bringing the, the angelic frequencies down and the, the earthly frequencies up so that we can meet in this beautiful space where everybody gets to thrive and be in peace mm. and prosperity and freedom and, and love and and um and so that's why i think the thing i love the most about gene keys as a tool is it is so focused on the positive richard rudd talks a lot about you spend 10 percent of the time on the shadow i know in the spiritual communities i run everybody's always doing shadow work and while i think shadow work is very necessary i love the idea of spending only you need to be aware of these shadows you need to acknowledge that it exists you need to know that there is absolutely evil out there there is evil and darkness in the world and to deny it is very arrogant in my opinion and and it allows it to thrive mm-hmm. to say that evil doesn't exist so i absolutely believe but we need to be aware of its existence mm-hmm. but we can't focus our energy and all of our emotions on fighting the evil and and pouring all because then we're feeding that evil mm-hmm. so my thing is become aware of your shadows, become aware of your wounds, become aware of your traumas. Notice when they show up that, that path of contemplation, that inquiry and that gentleness and the patience that that is taught in in the teaching of gene keys. As you go through the process, it's to become aware of it and then figure out how to transmute it, find the gift in it, find the beauty in it and keep your eye focused on where you're going. You know, one of the things when we started, when I started building um, the Buckminster Fuller quote about um, how does that go? If you don't, if you don't, don't fight the old, but build something new and make the old model obsolete. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Right. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but that's what I want to do is I want to focus on where we're going. That's why our focus with Meraki is all about um, we, we discuss, you know, the problems. And even on this podcast, we talk about, you have to uh, define the problem and acknowledge the shadows and acknowledge what's wrong in the world to a point. And then we got to focus on the solutions. Mm -hmm. We have to say, how can we take this Mm -hmm. and how can we transmute this back into light? Uh, Because I think the darkness always desires to return to light Mm -hmm. and darkness often disguises itself as light. So it can get very confusing sometimes Mm -hmm. to, you have to have that discernment and be able to practice that discernment on what is the fruits, the outcomes of this labor? Is it generating the result? You know, is it is it helping me to get to this, you know, higher level? And, and my depth of understanding of of my astrology chart, my gene keys, my human design has really helped me to understand myself. And it's given me the tools to always focus on being. And this is something that's come up a lot in discussions I've had with really close friends this week. And is that 
I want to be the embodiment. I want to walk my talk. I want to be the embodiment of these things. We're talking about these things all the time. And I have all these high ideals and and I don't just talk about them because it's fun to talk about. I'm actually trying to embody them and walk the talk that I talk and and be that person. And so when I say I'm here to hold you high, I want, that doesn't mean that I'm here to buy your bullshit and feed into all your darkness (laughs) and go along with you when you're, you know, misbehaving and doing bad things because I'm supporting you. Mm-hmm. That's not really support to me. Mm-hmm. It's to say, hey, let's take a look at this behavior. And is this generating the outcome? Is this affecting people in the way that you, is it affecting your life? If, if, if it's not creating a problem in your life, that means keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But if it's generating an outcome that is not a result that you want, it's a time to take a look at that and to actually sit back. And so I've actually sat down with some, you know, some of my close friends and just had conversations with them about, you know, what does this look like and what does clear communication and keeping clear space look like? And how do we do that? Those are some tools that I've picked up along the way um, as I've gone through this process of really communicating clearly what I need and then asking people around me, you know, what do you need? How can I love you? That was one of the things when I first met Will that I I was really um, trying to, people need to be loved and received and seen in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, we need different things. And yesterday um, I had never seen you in a mood like that. That that was the first experience for me to see you really down and really hopeless and really, I, I, and it was a new experience for me. And, I just sat there and I said, I love you all iterations of you Mm -hmm. because I made a commitment to love you. And so that means that I get to love you in your darkness because that's what my aboga attorney told me to Mm -hmm. my role on this planet is to sit with people in their darkest Mm -hmm. at their absolute worst and love them there. And if they never change and they never shift out of that, just love them there and know that that's enough. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully that love and that acceptance and that just being seen and validated will inspire them to want to change and to want more. That's actually one of the qualities I love most about you, Lois, is you integrate. That's why you see the silver linings, because you know there is that opposite side of the spectrum. So you know, okay, I see the shadow over here. There is a higher frequency of this. I acknowledge both sides. Now let's move forward. Let's integrate this. Let's embody this. And how do we move forward? Our energy is directional. It's it's pointing somewhere. So are we upward spiraling? Are we downward spiraling? And you always, you integrate it, you acknowledge it, and you bring it back up. And that's one of the most beautiful qualities that you have. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And sometimes the the gift is in the shadow. Like The, the gift is always in the shadow. It's, it's <laughs> coming through this... Um, you know, and once you receive that and you let it go, you don't need the shadow anymore. Right. The sh- and you that's can the let that go. You transcend it. You move that's... through that. And it's a, it's a growth. It's a, it, I liken it to spiritual workout. You know, you're, you're working out your muscles. It's the same idea. You've got, you've got to put weights on there. You've got to have some resistance against that, or you're not really going to get much of a workout out of it. And when you get that resistance for weight training or strength training, in the spiritual sense, you have to go through some of these dark moments to really find out who you are. It really squeezes you. It's like uh, Wayne Dyer says, when you squeeze that orange, orange juice comes up because that's what's inside there. And sometimes you just got to squeeze You got to be squeezed so you can find out who you are. And really right. And if you squeeze somebody and anger comes out, that's because there's anger in there. If exactly. you squeeze somebody and joy comes out, that's because there's joy right, in there. Right, right. And, and sometimes it's a little bit of both, <laughs> you know. One of the things that I always want to do in Jinkies readings, and I'm explaining the teaching of Jinkies, um, 
and I'm talking about the the shadow, the gift in the city. Um, the beautiful thing about all shadows is they're finite. Mm. Um, a shadow is just the obscuring of the light. It's <laughs> just something that's blocking the light. Yeah. And so the only how you make a shadow dissipate is you shine a light on it, right. and then the shadow goes away. And sometimes that light. And here's a really interesting point on that. Sometimes that light has to come from a different perspective. It has to come from a different angle. Okay. If you just keep shining from the same angle, you're going to see the same shadow over and over and over. And that's what happens to us sometimes. And this is goes back to needing people around you to mm. help see that as Brie brought up. Light reflections. Yes. We see these different reflections and see it from different angles and go, aha, just, just come over here and look at it from my angle. Because mm-hmm. I see how incredible, beautiful you are and how talented mm-hmm. you are, all the gifts that you have. And even if you can't see it, I do see it. And I'm calling that out for you. Mm-hmm. And that gives you that ability to step into that or at least contemplate that and be able to shift yourself out of that darkness. Mm-hmm. So that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I think that's really, that's what we get to do for each other. We need to surround ourselves. You become most like the five people you spend time with. Do you mm-hmm. want to surround yourself with people that know how to, you know, elevate and amplify you, to yes. lift you up and to remind you when you've forgotten and to do those things. I think that it's as we... And, and that's like, let's go back to tools for a little bit. So we, we all, every single one of us have the capacity for your great good, great evil. So we can, we can go through the spectrum and every day we wake up with a choice. And we've kind of talked about that. We have the choice. So finding the tools that actually resonate with you and allow you to look at yourself from Another tool that I've used is obviously plant medicines is something we talk about a lot on here. And the thing that I love about plant medicines for me is it gave me the opportunity to look at myself through the eyes of the observer, through the Mm. objective mind, from a higher mind, where I'm looking down at myself. I had moments in plant medicine ceremonies where I'm actually like my spirit or soul or something is above me and I'm looking at myself laying. I know I was in Hawaii and had a, in a San Pedro ceremony and I have had an incredible struggle in my life with um, body dysmorphic disorder, with eating disorders, with really struggling with identifying with my body. And for so much of my life, I felt like my, my value was on how thin I was and how fit I was. And if I had six pack abs and all these things and my judgment, yeah. And my judgment was around. And so I exercised fanatically and I, I mean, I really, pushed myself because I I thought that I was my body. Mm. And there was this moment in the ceremony that I'm literally floating above my body. And I look down at myself and I I see my physical body laying on the mat on on the grass outside under the sun. And and I look down at it and I'm like, oh my, and I don't think I'd ever heard the word meat suit before, but I um, I looked down and said, oh my God, that's just my meat suit. And then I started hearing that word everywhere after that. But um, it was, it was, I realized that that the, my body was just the vehicle for my soul. Mm-hmm. I am not my body. Mm-hmm. I am not the things that happened to me. I'm not the, 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 the I am this infinite, you know, just uh, infinite possibilities, soul from direct from source, mm-hmm. creator, source, God that is constricted down in a little fine point, a little fractal shard into this particular human vehicle so that I can, which is our human bodies are the single most incredible piece of technology ever created. Mm-hmm. Like just to be able to have the opportunity to live in a human body. Wow. It's like your source channeled through Lois. 
Right. I am source channeled through Lois, uh, through this physical expression of Lois in this body. And I had this like really profound moment with that. Mm. And it really helped me. I still struggle. I sometimes have to remind myself, mm-hmm. just kind of like yesterday, you had to be reminded a little bit of, you know, you're not your body. You're not the things that have happened to you. You're not the mm-hmm. things you've done. Those are, and, and, and there was a lot of people because we see you from this other perspective can remind you and lift you back up. Yeah. And I would say in, in, in 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 your case as well with your body dysmorphia too like I, i've seen that shift since i met you and and i've scratched my head many times like i don't know how she can't see how beautiful she is because everyone around you looks at you and goes wow you know and, and it happens over and over and you just had somebody this the other day you know like oh my god i think you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and you're getting these comments from people and i'm like how can she not see it how can she still not see it and then last night you kind of pinpointed it for me you said i i look in the mirror and i see my flaws mm-hmm. and i said and, and so this is a really important tip for people to think about when you're sitting in the mirror and looking at yourself we're all going to look we're, we're designed to look for for negativity mm-hmm. our brains are designed to do that as a protective mechanism mm-hmm. for us so we have to be aware of that and so one of my tools one of the things i do personally is i don't spend time staring in the mirror at myself at all i, I spend very little time looking at myself and then when i do i don't pick apart stuff i i, I still do <laughs> i'm not saying i don't ever do it and i have my own issues with my own body but i don't sit and focus on that and I, and and people that do that tend to perpetuate because the, the body follows the mind. And so if you keep staying in that state, you keep perpetuating, creating those neural pathways mm-hmm. that keep reiterating and keep bringing that around and around and around and around. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you see yourself, you, you literally see yourself differently than you are. You mm-hmm. can't see yourself as you truly are. Mm-hmm. And this is where it goes back to that seeing people, seeing it from a different perspective and having listened to your people around you, listen to the feedback you get and, and pay attention and take that in and say, okay, Maybe I am actually really beautiful, mm. <laughs> you know, and maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm not the way I prefer myself to be physically, but I'm pretty damn awesome because <laughs> I hear it over and over and over, and, but, but we, don't, we also don't want to fall into narcissism either. Right. And this is the other side of that. So this, it comes back to balance and understanding that you cannot, you have to find that balance to move down the road because when those wheels are out of balance, balance. you're going to have trouble getting down the road if your wheels are in balance. So so get yourself balanced out, whatever you're working on. That's one of the things I love from my blueprint as a cosmic channel, being a Gemini is it is very like a gem. You can see from Mm. many perspectives and that's what I help other people do through these different tools that I use like cards, oracles, spirit guides, angels, ancestors, human design, gene keys. These are all just tools for a different perspective. And that's what I really love about what I do is it doesn't matter what tool I'm using. They're all helpful because they all provide these different angles and perspectives and things that you can see yourself from a different angle than you normally view out of your own eyes. And it's just allowing you to see your angels, your ancestors, your guides, they have one perspective. The cards have one perspective. The gene keys has one perspective. And they're all helpful in allowing you to see that your perspective, ultimately, as you said, we have a negative bias. It's limiting. Yes, exactly. And I just want to add to that a couple of weeks ago, when we first met, my first interaction with you was, was a card reading you did for me. And it was the most mind-blowing card reading I've ever had. I've never had anyone that tuned in, that tapped in. I was really, really impressed with your ability to do that. You did a fantastic job. That day. I mean, everybody there was like, wow. And I thought, 
of course she's been doing this for years and years and years. And I just, you just told me like, oh, no, I'm just kind of getting into it. I'm like, wow, you got a feature in that for sure. Because you're, you're in the other side of it too, is you, you understand the nature of what you're doing mm. at a deep level. Mm. You're not just pulling cards and reading stuff. And that's okay too, to learn about it, but you understand it at a deep level. You understand that you need to keep your body pure and keep your channel pure and be, and keep your thoughts pure and to keep your, yourself in a, in a way that you function as an effectual, uh, effectual tool for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And cause it really came through you as much as it did the cards. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it was really, really impressive. And the way your insights, mm -hmm. like what you were getting as you were reading, you were, you were spot on with every single thing you said. Mm -hmm. It was really impressive. And Shocking. I love, <laughs> I love that you say that I'm the tool because that saying we all know, like cleanliness is next to godliness. Why yes. is that? Because the gem is polished. Right. The eye can see. Right. The light can flow through it. It doesn't yeah. get obstructed by the impurities. Mm -hmm. And this is why I keep getting this message over and over. Purify, purify, purify. Mm. Purify the mind, purify the body, purify the spirit. Mm. But if the body's not clear, wow, you're going to have some serious problems come forward. If the mind isn't clear, the body's going to be all messed up. <laughs> like they're all interrelated. And the spirit relies on those two aspects to really express itself. As it's tool. It's As a tool. it's supposed to be, yeah. As it's a tool. Tool. There's lots of tools. Our like our, exactly. Our bodies we are have so many different tools. Yeah, that the readings that you did, that they were absolutely mind-blowing. They were very spot on. And I think that part of that is because you have made an incredible investment in yourself, Brie, and yeah. in learning and knowledge. Uh, there's not very many people out there that are like me. She's like a mini-me. <laughs> so I, I just fell in love with her instantly because she spends right. a lot of time studying and reading and actually... And this is this is a very important point to make right now is you and one of the things that we do with our platform in our social side of the platform, we actually kind of break it out into mind, body, soul and earth. We kind of break it out into different categories with different tools in each area to help you with all those things. But the information that you put into your mind garbage in garbage out yep. if you're filling your head full of darkness and you're spending all of your time just looking at um everything that's wrong with the world and watching the news and and then you're gonna get darkness out because you're gonna feel that and, and if you're if you're just watching not i my big thing is i get i i'm so irritated by people that sit and watch tiktok and reels for hours and hours, <laughs> just mind-numbing bullshit uh, but they can't spend like and 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 I do a lot of long form content. Like this podcast is long form content. Getting people to listen, you know, for an hour and a half to a podcast is um, it's difficult, mm -hmm. but people will sit and watch stupidity all day long. <laughs> yep. And if you're feeding your head full of, of, of junk, then junk is going to come out. If you're mm. feeding your head full of, you know, watching movies about murder and 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 crime and and serial lust killers, and serial killers, serial killers, they're out there. <laughs> they're yeah. out there. They're if, if for you. If you're feeling, your, <laughs> yeah. if you're filling your head, right? And I just had a little Kentucky happen there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're filling your head uh, with with darkness and with you know. Um, the shadows and, and feeding lust and gluttony and greed and those, then that's the kind of stuff you're going to see in the world. That's the mm -hmm. possibility you're going to manifest. That's the the lens you're viewing from. It's kind of what you were saying earlier, what you focus on, where your energy flows, where your attention flows, your energy goes, mm -hmm. what you focus on expands. If that's if you're pouring into that and you're spending your time. And the thing I love about you is you spend your time reading and like really diving into content that helps mm -hmm. you grow and evolve. And I, like, I read everything. You both do. And it yeah. shows. Absolutely. It, it pays in dividends. It pays. It yeah. pays tenfold. Yeah. 
Your yeah. son is one of the people who, when he first met me, he goes, how does your brain work like that? And I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's not me. It's what I've invested into yeah. myself. I've, I've built that muscle where I can pay attention for long periods of time, just as you do with reading Gene Keys and all these different things for years longer than I have. And I, and you're a great example of this. I see how it pays off so much more for you because of so much more time you've invested into it. That's a beautiful thing. To so notice. now I've done that same work. Like I used to be just like that. Um, for about 15 years or maybe even 20 years since the modern internet's come on board. And so I did the same thing. It just absorbed as much information as I could and wanted to, but it came to the point where I said, wow, I have to do something with this. You're saturated. (laughs) I'm saturated with information and, and I can go and tell people this information and it doesn't do anything at this point. Like I have to actually do something with all this knowledge. And so and this is partly why we came up podcast. the name Tangible Pod, Tangible Change Makers, because we want to highlight people that are actually taking this knowledge, stepping forward into tangibly shifting mm. the external world, the, the outside of ourselves. So from the inside. And it's just like how there's this crazy uh, stat on how many people watch self-help videos and read self-help books and they're right. consuming, 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 right. consuming, but they go nowhere in life because they're not actually applying right. it. Exactly. And that was a major, the very first download that I ever got when I started looking into these more spiritual esoteric archetypes and things like this was spirit told me, apply it, test it, communicate about it, inflow, outflow. We're an ecosystem. We, just as much as we need the input, we need the output as yeah. well because it it cannot just live in our heads, just like how when we're in our dark moments, we need other people to bring us up to be that light to show that perspective. We also need to share our perspective with other people and make it tangible, make it real. Yeah, it's akin to to going online and just watching people work out, you know, and going, oh, my muscles are getting bigger. I'm watching people work out. At some point, you have to get in the gym, <laughs> you know, like there's one guy I follow. He's just like, go to the fucking gym. <laughs> That's all he says. <laughs> He's got a shirt that says it. He says it all the time. And he's, he'll have little TikTok. He'll have these little videos. And I know you hate these videos. Uh, but in their, well, some in their defense, some, some of them about. are really good. And it is a new medium that has evolved. So there's, of course, there's going to be all kinds of teenagers on there. They're going to adopt it first because that's what they do. And they're going to put all their stupid things. And there's lots of people doing just ridiculous stuff out there. I don't pay attention to that. One of the beauties of it is once you get your algorithm set, you start seeing things that you're interested in mm-hmm. in that relationship. But I do occasionally wander off. I get off my own path. Because you can get into your own self-fulfilling, like, I only see this one focused area where, okay, well, I'm only learning about this particular thing. Sometimes you just got to go into random space and just see what's out there. And, and you can find, ama- there's some amazing, absolutely amazing things going on in the world in a positive way, as well right. as negative. And, and one of the things about Reels is... I mean, I, I like them in a lot of ways because a some of them are really funny, and I need to I need a little bit of humor to to release that the stress that I carry, but could be because I'm so sensitive to what's going on in the world. Um, it helps me release some of that. It's like a relief valve. Uh, in other ways, I think it's it's helpful for um, for cutting right to the point because I have enough background that I don't need. A dissertation on something i just need the abstract just give me the abstract and i can figure out the rest and if i want to dive deeper i'll go research deeper and so there's some way in some ways are really good yes there's a lot of stupidity out there and 
if you if you if that's what you find yourself doing nonstop, yeah, you might want to reconsider that path. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I just see it as another medium, and I think it's the new medium because of what phones have done to our brains. Now, mm-hmm. people's attention spans are just short. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just it's just a fact of life, and so we have to work within that framework. Still, I mean, we're struggling with that to get the, to get things to people in a very short period of time mm-hmm. to get the point across because you only have a few seconds to do it. And then they're off to something else if they don't get it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't click, it doesn't land, they're off somewhere else. And most people, unfortunately, are not. Unfortunately, people are not like you guys. Because <laughs> if you were, the world would be just, we would be in heaven. <laughs> you know. Well, you bring up a really good point that what is your intention with the tool? The tool right. of social media, exactly. the tool of gene keys. Are you confirmation biasing your negative bias? Yes. Or are you seeking something exactly. higher, something uplifting? You know, if you don't go in with an intention and maybe your intention is just, oh, I want to go for fun. Yes. Well, exactly. that fun intention can quickly turn into something else. It can. You know, it depends really on your intention and where you're directing that energy. And I, this is something I say all the time. I'm going to say it again. People are going to be like, God, he's saying it again. But I'm going to say it again. Say it for the people in the back. Yeah. Whatever you do, whatever you do choose to do, choose it consciously. Be aware of what you're choosing. Because when you do that, you then can take away the results of that choice and make a better choice next time. You can either choose it again or you can say, you know what? That didn't work out. I might choose something differently. But if you are not consciously choosing, if you're mindlessly flipping and scrolling and not really paying attention to what you're doing, you're getting whatever somebody else wants to program you with. Mm. And and for the, for those of you that like TikTok, I would just say, get it off your phone. It is a spying device <laughs> for the CCP, for the Chinese government. And it is ridiculous to have that on your device. We shouldn't even be allowed to have it, in mm. my opinion. But um that's just my own personal opinion. And another thing that you say that I love that you say, and I have heard few people say this, and I love that you're one of the first people that's reflected it back to me because I say it all the time, is you know them by their fruits. Yes. So what are the fruits of what you're it was doing? Master Jesus who said that. <laughs> actually, was the first person actually said that. He by said, they were, he, the people were confused. Like, how do we know who's good and who's bad and what's right and what's wrong? He just said, it's clear. You, when, you, when you go up to the orchard and you look at the tree, is the tree bearing good fruit or is mm-hmm. it bearing bad fruit? Mm-hmm. It, it's simple as that. There's a simplified version of it, but it's a very good metric for being able to determine what's going on with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're wondering about somebody's character, look at what they've done. Look at what they do. Are, there, are, there, are their actions in alignment with their words? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then you better take a step back and, and, and maybe reassess take a little time or just move in a different direction if that's not right right so and the fruits of tools the fruits of social media the fruits of different types of people and what they post they all have fruits right and that's exactly here's another another layer to it is some tools bear different fruits for different people Right. Right. Well, so, that's what I said. It's so, not every, There's not one path for everybody. There's lots. But I will say some tools do bear kick-ass fruits, <laughs> and Gene Keys is one of them. It yes. is a phenomenal system. Richard Rudd, I, I, he he's really really he's so humble. At the same time as what he's 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 created this or he's channeled this information, brought this together. I don't know his process for how he did it, but it's very impressive because every time I see a reading done or I see someone's chart, it's in perfect alignment with who they are. It makes perfect sense every time. Mm-hmm. And, and 
That's unusual, actually, in these types of divination type tools. It's it's sometimes they're not. I've I've had I've had tarot readings where they're just kind of general, and mm. the person's like, "Ah, oh, you know, that can, apply, can apply to everybody. Yeah. It isn't really helpful. You're not really, you know." It's sometimes it may be just it can be like the coin. Here's another <laughs> great tool. So you got a coin. You you want to make a decision, but you can't make a decision. It could be A or it could be B, and I just don't know which one I want to choose. Mm. And the question is, okay, well, grab a coin, and when you flip that coin in the air, you decide which side. Is a, a, which side's A and which side's B? So which side's heads? It's A heads or B heads? And the moment you flip that coin, you don't have to look where it lands or even look at it again. As soon as you made the choice, you know what you actually want. Mm. You've made the choice by declaring what you want it to land as. Mm. And that's the tool in itself. It doesn't even have to be. It's, it's a powerful tool for being able to just make a decision and figure out what's really going on inside yourself. Mm. Just one example of them, but... I think Lois would have a great perspective on this because you've studied it much longer than me. But I know with uh, Gene Keys that Richard Red layered in a lot of things like the I Ching and human design. So it's a lot of layers. And that's one mm-hmm. of the good things that with these different tools, we can acknowledge about ourselves. If you said earlier that we are multidimensional, mm-hmm. we are layered. We do have these spectrums. We live in a very black and white world that wants to verify negative bias that we're this was white, this is black, no gray area. And now we have these tools to show our multidimensionality, get us out of that black and white so we can actually see full spectrum. Yes, exactly. It's interesting because, um, so Richard Rudd always says that Jinkies is a synthesis and it's a synthesis. He went back and he studied all of these different ancient teachings and he gleaned all of this wisdom and he combined it into a system for the modern day that could be used, you know, in the modern day. And it does take a lot of different things. It takes the best of all of these teachings and it blends them into something that we can actually apply to the real world. And the jinkies is meant to be used in your everyday life. It's not something you have to go off into a mountain and, you know, live in a cave and, and sing mantras all day. It's, it's meant to be used, you know, sitting and contemplating as you're doing the dishes or when you're standing in the line at the grocery store or when you're stopping at a stoplight. He actually has a practice that he recommends, you know, um, like look, the, there's gratitude practices and stuff like that to stop and like have every time you stop at a stoplight to start doing gratitude, like say, thinking of all the things that you can be and, and that, that everything moves a lot quicker and then you'll get into the frustration. I always say, I'm going to know I'm really enlightened when I don't have road rage. <laughs> I'm quite not there yet, but I'm doing much better. Um, but you are doing better. I've noticed yeah, that because that was one of the things that really stood out to me when I when I met you. Like we didn't drive together for a lo- long time, and then all of a sudden, this beautifully enlightened person, like you were so calm all the time, and people could come to you in their shit, and you would just handle it. Boy, we stepped in behind. You got behind the wheel, and you just turned into this ter- different person. I'm like, God, I think she might be a Gemini. <laughs> like, she's, like she's just like all of a sudden, you're just a different person, and. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm just going to scoot over here to the other side of the car and just try to stay out of her range so she doesn't hit me. And <laughs> So I have a little bit of an explanation for that. Okay, let it um, Because I owned a parenting magazine and worked for a parenting magazine for 17 years. And so I had to really show up as this, like, I didn't cuss ever. Like, I did not, I don't know that my kids ever heard me say a cuss word or anything like that for a long time. I never cussed in my everyday language. I'm, I, I, I embodied the idea of like this parent that was, you know, I wanted, and, and I lived in Kentucky. So in the buckle of the Bible belt. So there was an expectation and I always wanted to be the good girl. So my thing was when I got in the car, that was the one moment. And so my son wanted to say bad words really, really bad. So we had this little rule that we got in the bat in the car that was our one time that we could get out our frustration 
So just when we're in the car. So the little short times that we're in the car, we can be frustrated. So that's the only time I ever cuss. That's the only time my kids ever heard me cuss. And um, I would say, okay, Jordan, as long as we're in the car for X amount of time, then you have this and you can say any bad word that you want. And um, just get it out. Like if you feel like you need to say it, you want to feel like it, what it feels like on your lips and just get it out and, and say, you never actually do it. He would never actually cuss in front of me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so it was really funny. And he would just, he would get all giggly and silly. And then he wouldn't, you know, cause he wanted to be able to cuss like his dad. And, and, uh, but it was, it was the thing that I did. And so when I would get in the car, it's like, nobody can hear me. Nobody's actually impacted by what I'm saying. And, and I, and I would have a lot of frustration and I used to always be late all the time too. <laughs> so I was always extra frustrated in the car. Um, I don't really have issues with that as much now because these are, these are all things that gratitude training was a really great thing for they You, you could not be late. They made time. That was one of the things that they used as a tool to teach us about respect for others and showing up on time and being your word and how, if you can't. Keeping your agreements. Right? Yeah, yeah. Keeping your agreements and being your word. And if you can't do that, and a simple way to see if you are your word is to see if you show up on time. So if you're one minute late, you're not your word. You aren't. And we make all these excuses. And so in gratitude training, you couldn't be one minute late. If you were one minute late, it affected the entire group. Like everybody was at that. And it was to teach you. And at first I thought it was the stupidest thing. And I just, I did, was, I was frustrating and angry because I would be on time, but there were certain people that were late every single time. And then the entire group felt the consequence of their being late. And that was to teach you and show you in a visceral way that our actions affect other people. What we put out into the world has a ripple effect out into the world, mm. you know, whether we're aware of it or not. And it was just a really clear way to drive those ideas home. Mm. And so it, it was it was very interesting. And I want to circle back for just a second to the one of the things that I raised my kids with. And this is something they probably heard a million <laughs> times from me. Is I used to tell them, you're free to make any choice you want. You're free to choose any choice you want, but you are never free from the consequences of those choices. Mm. So when you are about to make a choice, do it with conscious intent. Mm. Know what the, uh, what the potential outcomes are. And if you choose to make a choice that generates a negative outcome, then are you willing to live with that outcome? And ask yourself, am I willing to live with this outcome? If I go out and drink and drive and I kill somebody as a result of that, because I made a choice, am I willing to live with that outcome? And what if that person is my daughter or my son? Mm -hmm. You know, what if that person is somebody else's child? Could I live with myself for the rest of my life? And, and that's an extreme example just to illustrate the impact of our choices. Mm -hmm. And so learning about time you know, and, and, and respecting people's time. And so I'm, I'm, if I know that I'm not going to be on time, then one of the things that I do is I call or I message or I text and I say, Hey, I'm running late. Even if it's a few minutes late, because I, it's, it's just in try to renegotiate the agreement or just show respect for another person, because little simple things like that, and actually showing up and being your word, it impacts the way people trust you and their experience of you. And, and it may not be like noticeable or verbal, or they may even be consciously aware of it, but the more you let people down in those ways, the less and less they trust you. Mm-hmm. And the more that in, that impacts your influence in the world. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's super important. And, and these tools are such an amazing way to help us have a deeper understanding of who we are and how we show up in the world. You know, and also just when, how I met Lil was I actually was reading the book, The Big Leap. 
And um, I was just really thinking about like, how do I show up in the world? Like, how do people perceive me? And so I posted on Facebook and I said, whether you know me or not, what is your experience of me? How do you perceive me based on how I post and how I show up in the world? And I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people. And it was really interesting. And Will was one of the people that replied. He sent me a private message. So I don't know you, but I'd like to give you some feedback from what I see from how you are. The first question he says, what are you running from? (laughs) I thought it was was really profound to see somebody put themselves out there like that because most people don't most people are to to ask for feedback like that is a very challenging thing so Bree, i want to ask you uh, to share a little bit about some of the tools that have been most i know you're you're really young when you're 28 right mm-hmm. okay so but you've you you have just an amassed and an incredible amount of tools in such a young age mm-hmm. um what are some of the tools that you found most effective in your life and that you really use that have helped you personally on your path mm-hmm. and maybe some of the tools that you have so many incredible gifts and some of the tools that you share with other people that that you put out there for other people to use as well uh, or that you would recommend some things that are effective for you. Harkening back to how much we are alike, I would say Gene Keys has been the most helpful. I mean, when I first read that text, I realized the depth of what it really means to be having a human journey and realizing that the manifold path in front of me, that I, I'm not just beholden to what I've been given, again, as my blueprint, because um People would probably look at my past and be like, how did you get here? This doesn't make sense. Because from where I started, I, I really have paved a way forward because I realized I'm, I'm not stuck. I'm not in this box. I have a choice for how I move and act and move forward. Um, but another thing, that's one of them. Another thing for me is tarot. And the reason why is because a lot of the symbolism in tarot goes back to astrotheology, which ties into a lot of contextual, like um, cultural roots that I didn't have the chance to study as a kid because I come from a traditional Christian background. And just by learning about the tarot and these different, um, let's say, religious paths that people could follow or cultural paths it really helped me realize these different perspectives that my perspective was limited. And now, okay, well, how do I get out of this limited perspective? And, and how do I see myself from a different perspective? And that really started this hunger inside of me of like, I just want more perspective. I'm not beholden to any one of these because all of them in and of themselves are limited. So I had this hunger inside of me of just searching, finding new tools, you know, every tool that I found along my path, human design being one of the most recent ones has really just added another perspective. And that's helped me to be my best me. Beautiful. How about you, Will? What are some tools that you've really found to be the most helpful in you becoming your highest, best version of yourself? Well, for sure, as far as like understanding and knowing myself, Gene Keys has really in the last couple of years has really been a good tool for me. I really enjoy that. My main resonance, I've got a couple of things that I do as tools, pranic healing. Pranic healing is an energy healing modality that I've been studying for a while, about 15 years. And actually longer than that, almost 20 years now. And I've just found it to be remarkable in, in my understanding of how energetics work and how the energy fields of the body work and how to heal both the energy field and the body itself. So I'm learning a lot. I've, I've had many visions of being a healer in, in the future and as, as, as a new path for me um, in my older years. And so that's what I've been actively researching and, and practicing. But my other one, um, my main one is, is probably Aikido. The 
It's a traditional martial art uh, from Japan, and it is based in principles that I identify with. Balance, lending, compassion, conflict resolution versus destruction, <laughs> uh, things like that. And and it actually kind of circles back to what you said before. You were talking about, you know, um, in gratitude training, they had the, you know, show up on time thing. This is really important. And if you can't do that, you know, you're not going to be able to really do. So there's this very similar thing. And, and my sensei says all the time, he's like, if you can't line up your stuff, you can't put your shoes lined up at the edge of the mat. You can't just do these very simple tasks. You are never going to be able to learn this complex art. It is way too complex for, for somebody who cannot do those things. And so if you can't do that, then you just know right away this isn't for you. And that's okay. <laughs> but we, you know, occasionally we all get chewed up for, for that. Somebody's not paying attention and <laughs> leaves their things laid aside. As you see that, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, and, and that's okay. That's part of the process of learning. It's that feedback loop saying, hey, you know, pay attention. So those are probably my two main ones. Um, my Gene Keys is my new one that I've been kind of digging into and delving into more and more and learning more and more about it. It's it's fascinating. It's fascinating confirmation of the insights that I have about myself and some of my other experiences because I've had some profound paranormal experiences that that frankly were were difficult to know what to do with at times, and this is giving me more and more confirmation of that from a completely different source, but grounded in this teaching is, is not dogma. It's not, you have to be this way. It's, this is kind of who you are. This is how your, your, your proclivities. And I, I just think the way he presents it is so non-threatening. It's so beautiful and it's so accessible, but it also is beautiful. The way he, he listening to him talk is just like, it's, he really it's is. It's magical. <laughs> I mean, and you're, you're, you're right there with him. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're probably one of the people that of all the people I know, you're the closest I know to a Richard Rudd. Like you're really close. Poetic. And he said it's very poetic in how you speak and how you express those ideas. And it's really, really um, flattering to me to actually be with you, to be honest. Like it's really amazing Thank you. to get to be with a partner who's so incredible and so talented and gifted. <laughs> That was the greatest compliment. One of the greatest compliments is when Richard Rudd said that I was an amazing storyteller and that I had a real gift with words because I know how much he loves words. Right. And so that was one of the greatest compliments I've ever received in my life. And it kind of made my day. <laughs> it probably made my year. <laughs> and and I think that like what I love about Gene Keys is the fact that there is no dogma. It's a path of self-individuation. It's a path of uh, you must follow the path yourself. So I, as, as a, I've been studying jinkies for going, I'm in my seventh year. I read voraciously, constantly reading and taking in information. And when I discovered jinkies, I kind of slowed way down on other information. And I just poured myself into every single course that jinkies offers. Every, if you're interested in jinkies, I highly recommend um, starting with the uh, activation sequence and take the actual online course on the Gene Key site. You can get links to it on, on our platform. And we actually are putting together a little course on there as well that you can take. And it's uh, it's going to be free and available to anybody that wants it. And that's going to be coming very soon. Uh, so we'll include some links to that um, in the show notes. So I do Gene Keys readings and I know you do as well, Brie. And I am a guide. 
I act as a guide to help you just to break down the overwhelm. It's a, it's a huge system and it's very expansive and there's a lot to it. So I can break it down very simply so that somebody can understand it. And I can kind of show them the map. Your, your hologenetic profile acts like the compass and it's a map. It's a blueprint and you can follow that map. And it's a very, there's a very specific, he does it in sequences so that you can, you can easily understand that it starts with your life's work and your pathway of challenge into your evolution and from your evolution across into your pathway of breakthrough and then down your course stability into your life purpose. And that's your, your genius. That's, that's the, the gift. Every single person on this planet was born with a divine gift encoded in their DNA that only you carry that you are here to bring to the world and it's in, and it's an unwinding of all the patterning and programming and conditioning and and culturalization and, and domestication that we've experienced we have to unwind all that to get down to remembering who we are and the core of this perfection um, so what the the activation sequence does is it actually shows you that but to get to that, we have to unwind the wounds. So the Venus sequence is the second part of the golden path. And it is, it takes you through your, your purpose, your dharma, your karma, your attraction sphere. So how you attract um, love, money, sex, power. It's, it's all about your sexuality. Our sexuality is our creation. We, we are sexual creative power. Is, is how we uh, attract in this lifetime. And it takes you up into, and it breaks it down into your IQ, which is your core wounding and patterning and programming that you pick up between the ages of 14 and 21 as you're developing who you are in the world and your own sense of autonomy and, and individuating yourself and figuring out who you are. Um, and then as you move across, you move into your EQ, which is, I call it the mommy daddy wound. I mean, it's, it's about that seven to 14 as you're really, you don't really come online consciously until around age seven. And in age seven, then you're all of a sudden trying to figure out how you fit in with your family, with your siblings, with society, you're starting school and you're, you're going into all of these different, um, domestications and programs and things like that. So you're getting, so you pick up some patterning and programming that, that you're here to work through in this lifetime. And then you move up to your SQ, which is birth to age, uh, six. And that's the, you're in a pure theta brainwave state and you're being doctrinated into your culture and your family and your religion or your non-religion. If you, if you're brought up and I was brought up in, you're brought up in deep Christianity and um, so I've spent my entire life unwinding that and unraveling that and getting down to the what what is it that I actually believe. Mm-hmm. So that SQ is about that and that patterning and that wounding. Yeah. And then it takes you into your core wound. And the core wound is the wound that you incarnated in. And you said, okay, this is what I'm going to take on for humanity in this incarnation. Mm-hmm. And for me, my, I'm, a, I'm a line six, my core wound, and it's separation. Mm-hmm. And it's and how I get back to that is to, is I actually have to care about humanity. I have to have this deep love for humanity. And, and I have to realize that I am not separate from God. I am, um, I was born, I was fearfully and wonderfully made, wonderfully made in the likeness and image of God. And so I am here to be the divine embodied in this conduit of who I am. And, um, and you're doing a good job, by the way. <laughs> you're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> I haven't always. And, no, and but it's you're been a fan- process. You're, you're, so. Everyone who know, meets you is just enthralled with you mm-hmm. and really impressed with who you are. I appreciate that a lot. And, it's, mm-hmm. it, and, it's, and here's the other thing. I just want to just plug you a little bit, too. And, um, you're a Gene Keys guide, and you offer readings for people. And I think it's important for people to hear that they, they have a resource they can go to. There's other people that do it, but you are really 
really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Brie does it too. But so, she has seven years and that's exactly yes. what Richard Rudd says. It's yeah. not the time to, you know, test it and right. get that feedback loop going. And she's done that with you know, mm. so many people. And that is a testament to her being able to live in her truth. Yes. And it's well worth the money to do it because it, you, you get, you get so much insight into who you are. It gives you some, a sense of direction, but not just a sense of direction from where you, it, it gives you a sense of knowing where you're starting from, like who you are, and then a sense of direction of where you, sh- where you should be going. If you're not, if you don't feel like you have that. Mm. And there's a lot of confusion now because there's so much information coming in at us and we're being bombarded constantly mm. with negativity and all kinds of information that's, it, it keeps you distracted and confused and i think that some of that's by design to really keep us uh, limited and minimized in our in our expression and and jinkies is powerful for really opening up a whole new way of seeing yourself and your potential and you you would do such a remarkably good job of bringing people through that process by by taking all of the the points of it and going into it with depth without dragging it out forever so i mean you you can do in an hour and a half you can get a huge amount of information about who you are and walk away with it and go wow i i I have some sense of who i am now if 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 you're struggling with that now some people know and if it's if if you do know you're going to get probably really good confirmation like i did like i was it was i was shocked by it and that's like the reviews that i get for people that i've done readings for they're they're always like either like you i really open them up to the possibility of potentiality that they have that exists for them or i confirm that they were on their path Mm -hmm. and it's it's really beautiful to see that and when you have this depth of understanding about yourself and you can just receive it and look at it not as a label bad and wrong because you could be in the shadow but you could also be operating from the gift of the city level and that's those are the things to strive for and to really you know try to achieve and as and as you particularly i I think one of the the core wound is one of the most powerful spheres in the entire teaching for me and then it also in the second so you have your activation sequence which is your genius and then you have the venus sequence which ends in your core wound which is all about opening your heart Mm -hmm. and as you start to unwind your own wounding then you become very um aware of the fact that everybody has their own woundings Mm -hmm. and when you know your woundings and then you can take your partner and your children and you can understand i did a reading the other day for a girl and her two daughters and it was so beautiful and they were all blown away at how accurate it was for the roles they play in their family but it taught them how to to better understand each other and how they could work together as a family i do um, and and that's one of the things i love is doing family readings or readings with couples Mm -hmm. so that they can really understand each other Mm -hmm. and then when you can have this compassion the the venus secrets helps you to really open your heart Mm -hmm. so that you can walk in the world with a fully open heart so that you can know that everybody's struggling with their own woundings and when you can do that you give them grace Mm -hmm. and it's all about at the end of the day grace and and then and then the final sequence of the gene keys just to wrap it up is the pearl sequence Mm -hmm. and the pearl is once you know your genius and what you're here and what you are here to bring the world and you've unwound the woundings and now your heart is bursting and full and you're able to sit with others and and love them there and be with them then you can step into the ultimate purpose for being here and that is your service and the pearl sequence is your service to the world mm-hmm. and it talks about your vocation the work that you're here to do in the world um, your culture sphere how you're meant to show up in the world and and what I'm here to show up as harmony and so mm-hmm. it kind of feeds my Pollyanna-ish because I'm supposed to be Pollyanna in the world <laughs> that's how I'm supposed to show up because I'm here to be the embodiment of harmony mm-hmm. and freedom my, my um, I have the 55th gene key in my vocation and that 
that's that Matt, that's the master gene key, the 55. Uh, and the, it's about freedom, but it's about overcoming victim consciousness, which is why we talk a lot about victim consciousness on this podcast, because in order to become a tangible change maker in the world, you have to overcome the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. There is no other way. Period. Mm-hmm. If you remain in victim and you're blaming life and circumstances and say, no, life is happening to me, then there's not a chance for you really to ever step into the fullness of who you are. And the pearl sequence shows you ultimately your brand, who you're meant to become, how you're meant to walk in this world. And then the pearl is just the ultimate harvest from all of this work that you've done. Mm-hmm. And so if you invest your time into finding tools and jinkies may not be for everybody. Some people may not resonate with the teaching and that's perfectly okay, but find the tools. Um, one of the things that we're working on in our platform is um, our uh, healing modalities guide. And we're going to be including tons and tons of different tools. So we're looking for people that may want to contribute to that guide and have modalities that have worked for them. And we would love for the audience to give us feedback on the tools that have worked for them as well. Um, For me, Gene Keys has just been life-changing. And now I'm at this place where I'm stepping into my pearl, into my service and what I came here um, in this incarnation to do and, and to be the embodiment of. And so we're stepping into that now. And that's what, and that's what, that's what the Gene Keys does for you. And, and I do do readings um, where I can help you walk you through the charts. So if you're interested in that. If you don't have seven years to dig into it. (laughs) And I can take my knowledge and I can guide you. And then I can give you the tool so that you can follow the path yourself. My role is just to be a guide and I can do my intuitive reading and my interpretation of it. Um, But ultimately you get to figure out what that is for you. And how this impacts your life and what you want to do with it. And um, and so it's to me, Gene Keys has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. And human design. I love human design. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with it a little bit <laughs> because it is a bit more, it is more masculinized and it's more uh, a, a mechanism. It's mechanistic. It's doing, it just says, this is how you are. This is how you were designed. It's very rigid. And it's very rigid. And, and so I, the, the, I have the anarchist Gene Key. I think I mentioned that every single time, but I rebel <laughs> against, <laughs> I, I just, my body automatically rejects um, uh, dogma. And so, so, but those are things I know about myself and it's a, it's an amazing way to really, um, know who you are mm-hmm. and figure out for yourself. So. I have one more I want to add to my list too. And it's, um, it's a healing modality. It's called a Rife machine and it's a technology that's been developed. It was developed a long time ago and I, I don't know that it's really, well, it's, it is to, it's a tool. It's an, it's, it's tool. actually a remarkable tool. Um, it was developed back in the twenties and thirties uh, by a, a man named Royal Rife, and he, he discovered that everything has a resonant frequency, which means it's vibrating in a certain frequency. So a bacteria or something has a resonant frequency at which it vibrates at, and he figured out what those were by developing a really, really advanced microscope, so he could see living uh, bacteria, viruses, things like that. And what he figured out was if you vibrate them at the resonance that they are resonating at and you crank the amplitude up properly, you will cause them to shatter similar to um, the, the, you know, the old idea of the, the singer and the wine glass and singing at a certain frequency. When it hits the resonant frequency of that wine glass, the glass will shatter. Okay. So it's the same 
same theory or same uh, principle applied at the, at the uh, physical level of the body. And then he developed a machine that could do this and was very, very, very successful. Um, he was curing cancer at like 90% um, rates until he perfected and then he was getting 100%. And then the AMA, the American Medical Association, came in and said, well, you're going to disrupt our whole thing here. <laughs> So they put the kibosh on that, really shut that down, but it stayed in the underground and it was stayed around for a long time. And it came back around in about 2005 with the the advent of the internet coming in. There's people in the world that have incredible talent and and incredible altruistic uh, uh, intent. And they created an open source type um, program that you can download onto your computer and you just need to buy a couple little attachments that you attach to your computer and you've got your own Rife machine in your house. And I've been testing it for about 15 years and had absolutely remarkable results with it um, from a lot of different things. And the software allows you to go and look up these different, in the database, go look up different um, issues that you might have. And then you just put some DNA in a little thing and you turn it on and it just runs on its own. And It doesn't work on everything because not everything is 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 fleshed out because it's still in that mode. But but for most things that I've done, detoxing the body is a really powerful one. I've had some double blind studies done with my sister when I was working with it, um, and my daughter and a few other people, and had successful. And I have a friend who also cured someone from Lyme's disease and things like that. I'm like these are all well documented cases that I'm personally aware of. So I know there's a lot of merit to it. And I think it's one of the most powerful technologies that's readily available to the public that they don't even know about. So I just want to mention that. And that's something maybe we can go into another time um, because I don't have time to really dig into it deeply. But it's a really powerful tool for healing. For tangible change. For tangible change in the body. Yeah, it's a really powerful tool. And it was really funny because I used to do some marketing for the Rife uh, company. And so when I met you, like you're one of the only people I knew that actually knew what a Rife machine was. That was one of our (laughs) I'm like, here, here, come down and my office here there's one right I'm here like, oh my here god like i didn't know that i because i did marketing for them for a little while for uh, some of the bdx ultra um so i think that we're about close to time that we need to wrap this up okay. and uh brie do you have anything that you would like to add in conclusion and summary and then also can you share with people how they can find you uh, they can find you on Meraki Tribe Collective. So yeah, that you'll be on there as well. But what other ways? How that can they connect with you if they want to get? If I highly recommend, if you want an incredible, mind-blowing reading, uh, Brie is amazing at that. Yeah. And we plan to have her um, inside the social community doing some um, live readings and stuff uh, soon. So be on the lookout for that. But um, anything that you'd like to add to summarize or something, a point that you feel like needs to be made, and um, then tell people how they can find you as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, Definitely, I think a lot of people listening to this to this point are probably wondering, well, how do I find the tools that I need? Find a guide who, like Lois, has many tools in their you know, arsenal that they can use for you. They're not um, subjecting you maybe to a limited viewpoint by only using one tool, but they have multiple tools that they can use. That way, there's a wider perspective. There's many layers that they're seeing from on an application or, you know, a browser application like um, Meraki that she's built where there's integrity behind how they are sharing the information with you and there is an ultimate intention to uplift you and not control your perspective on yourself or your life but rather to give you the tools that you can use to better yourself and as for ways to find me you can find me anywhere at the handle free with Brie f-r-e-e 
with BRE. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm constantly amazed at all of the young people that are just embodying so much wisdom. And one of the things I love about you is how you truly walk your talk. Mm, And it's really, that's the kind of people that we're wanting to bring into this community and wanting to really um, spotlight in the world, people that are out there doing the work Mm -hmm. and walking their talk. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I'll just add uh, perhaps young in the chronological physical body, but clearly ancient souls. Like like there's, yeah. And you just want to, example of several we met recently and mm-hmm. and remarkable and beautiful inside and out really beautiful person yeah. so thank you for being who you are and being the bright mm-hmm. light in the world we really need more of that mm-hmm. yeah. thank you thank you So I'm going to wrap up by just saying um, we would love you as an audience and listener to share the tools that have been really effective for you. Um, Reach out to us and let us know. Um, It's maybe something we can talk about on the podcast. And if you have tools or something you want to contribute, we would love to hear, you know, what's worked for you. Um, Will, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, just like say, if you're you're curious about any things we mentioned, you can can reach them on Meraki uh, Tribe Collective. You can come and become a member for free. It doesn't cost you anything to become a seeker. And you can enter and you can come into our social community. We've got all kinds of uh, different healing modalities, uh, plant medicine guides. We've got all kinds of guides and tools for people that are free that you can come in and learn all about in a very organized fashion. Um, So if if any of this strikes a chord with you and want to learn more, feel free to do that. And you can also reach out to us personally and, and, and ask us. We'd be happy to, to point you in some direction if you'd like. So exactly. Thank you for joining us. Though. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, we really hope that you go out and create tangible change in your lives and in the lives of others. While you're out there, write us a review. We would really appreciate that as well. And be sure to share the podcast with anyone you think would benefit from listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to Tangible Changemakers Podcast. We are honored that you honored us with your time and attention. We trust you found the conversation thought-provoking, and we hope you are inspired to take tangible action in your own life. We'd love your first action to share this episode or write us a review. Be sure to subscribe and click the links in the show notes for everything mentioned in this episode. Join us over at Meraki Tribe Collective to keep the conversations going and flowing. We will leave you with wise words to live by. Be the world you wish to create. Thank you.